Well, good morning. Would you pray with me over our message this morning? Lord, I pray that these are your words, God, and I pray that I'm accurate to who you are. I pray that you prepare our hearts to hear your word this morning. God, that we won't look for just something that matches with our opinions or something that's going to itch our ears, but God, that we would truly desire truth this morning and that the truth would transform us. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to straighten this. There we go. I think that works. It always makes me laugh when I pause and everyone's just sitting there silent. I don't know why, but it makes me laugh. All right. We are moving on to a new series today. I've been prepping it. I've been kind of hinting at it. We're talking about the armor of God. And some of you maybe have done like a deep dive into this before, but this is one of those series that if we don't get it, if we don't really understand it, it's going to affect our relationship with God a lot. And the first thing that we need to understand is that we are in a battle. Do you guys know that? We are in a battle. And just because you don't admit that you're in a battle does not mean that that battle does not exist. See, sometimes we play that game of like, if we pretend like we're not in a battle, then no one's going to attack us. That's not how it works. If you're in a war and you plug your ears and say, I'm not in a war, they're still going to shoot at you. That's kind of how this works. And unfortunately, a lot of us as Christians don't truly process the fact that we are in a war. And you have to start with that. Because if you don't know that you're in a war, if you don't truly understand that this is real, that there's real evil that is coming for you, that wants to take what God is giving you, then you are going to be ill-prepared for what's coming. And so for this series, I'm going to do something a little bit different, is I'm going to start with just a, a truth, something that I believe to be true, and then I'm going to spend the rest of the time just trying to explain scripturally why we know that's true. So here's my truth for this morning. If you don't have something holding you together, you are going to fall apart. Now that might sound basic, but let me talk to you scripturally about this. But let me first give you a story of how that works. So you can ask Les, I'm someone that if I am doing a job or a chore, I always am trying to eliminate as many steps as possible. Anyone else like me that's like, I don't think I need to do that step. I think I can skip right over that step because I'm smarter than everybody else. That's kind of me. And so if you imagine, hold on, let me get this. It's been one of those mornings, I tell you. You guys are so polite. I cannot believe how quiet it is when I'm done doing that. All right, there we go. We're going to try this. So I take, let's take taking out the garbage, all right? So I, I am someone that likes to throw things away. And I, so I'm always going through rooms. I'm like the opposite of a hoarder. I'm always going through rooms and trying to find, is there something I want to throw away? The problem is, for most people, one of the steps to that process is to have a garbage bag that you put everything in, and then you can just bring the garbage bag outside, Right? That makes sense. Not for me. Way too many steps. I can be more efficient than that. And so I tend to overestimate my ability to carry things in my arms. 
And so what ends up happening is I just start to stack stuff. And pretty soon I'm holding on to something with my elbow over here and my chin is holding on to something here. And I got it, right? Les will be like, do you need some help? I got it, right? The problem is our garbage is outside. So I get to the door and I have to turn the doorknob. And so things start to get really creative now because I'm trying to use my other elbow to like tap the doorknob. And eventually what happens? Everything falls apart because I've got nothing that's holding it all together. See, that's the beauty of putting it in a garbage bag is you have just as much stuff. You have just as much stuff. But the problem is you have something holding it together. So it only takes one hand to carry it all and it all sticks together. It's kind of like that with life. Chris, I think I'm going to grab this microphone over here. Beautiful. It's the same thing with life. And I just got to say, okay, so this is an aside. I have found that Sunday mornings, when lots of things go wrong, great things happen. This has been one of those Sunday mornings. So I want to encourage you that if you're here and this is starting to speak to you, really press in because I have found this as a pattern. This can be a life-changing Sunday. So that's where I'm excited now because these Sundays are so fun. All right. So in life, we can try to skip that same step of having things held together. And we can think, no, I got it. I can just kind of hold on to everything and I can use my elbow and I can use my chin and it's, it's all right. I'm, I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. I can handle this. I can hold it together. But what ends up happening is everything falls apart because we haven't taken the step of putting things into the garbage bag. Because again, think about it. How hard is it to, to hold 15 separate items and go open a door and put it out in the garbage? It's really hard. In fact, it's really challenging. You're probably going to get really upset. And if you just take that step to put it into a garbage bag where something is holding it all together, how hard is that chore to just take one garbage bag outside? It's that step that's important. And this is what we're talking about today with the armor of God. So I'm going to bring you to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. This is where the armor of God is. And this is what it says. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Now, I want to be clear about a couple things. You're in a battle, but the scripture tells us you're not in a battle with flesh and blood, meaning your neighbor or your boss or your spouse or whatever. Those are not your enemies. Those are not the people that you're in battle with. You're in battle with spiritual forces. There's spiritual things that are happening behind the scenes that are coming after you. And so what you have to understand is we are given armor to wear in this battle. The question is, are we going to put it on or not? And so what we're going to do is we're going to take piece by piece the armor of God and talk about why we need it, and ask if we're putting it on. But before we even get to that, here's what you need to understand about the armor of God, and armor in general, is that 
you have to actually be paying attention to what's going on for armor to work. Because armor doesn't help you if you don't put it on, right? Doesn't do much good laying on the ground. I watched a video of somebody who was going through the process of Roman armor, which is what we're talking about here. In, in this day and age when the New Testament was written, Roman armor was what everybody knew. It was the most technologically advanced armor. It was what they were talking about. And he put on this armor, and not only did he need someone helping him, he couldn't put it on by himself. It took between five and ten minutes for him to be able to put the armor on. So if you get ambushed and you're not ready, do you think the enemy is going to wait and give you five or ten minutes to put your armor on? See, that's why sneak attacks were so effective back in the days of armor. Because if you caught your enemy without their armor on, they did not have time to put it on. This wasn't something you could quick throw on. So you have to be alert. You have to pay attention. You have to know where the attacks are coming from so that you can wear the armor and be ready. This is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. you got to pay attention because you're not going to wear armor if you don't think an attack is coming. Like, armor's not comfortable. It's not something you wear to just lounge around. You're not like, you know what, I got a nice Saturday off. I think I might watch a movie, put on my armor, and just hang out on the couch. Not comfortable. You're only going to wear it if you truly understand and believe an attack is coming. And that's why being alert and seeing what's happening is so important. Because you have to have your armor on and ready before the fight starts. You cannot wait until the fight starts to put on your armor because by that time, it is too late. And so that's why even today you might be like, well, it doesn't really feel like I'm in a battle. It doesn't really feel like I need to wear my armor. And it's like, well, that's good. You have time to put it on before things really start to get heated. Because I, I'm going to be honest, I hate to be a, a bad news bearer. But if you're a Christian and you're trying to do anything for God, attacks are coming. That's going to be a part of life. And so you need to have armor on and be ready to go. You cannot wait until an attack comes to put your armor on. By that time, it is too late. So today we're going to start with the first piece of armor. And to me, this is hilarious because it is what you, the one piece that you do not think of at all when you think of armor. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. It says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. How many of you guys, when I said armor, thought of a belt? Anybody? That is not the first piece of armor that you think of, but it is the first piece that is listed here. And you have to understand that in the Bible, order matters. Just like with the fruit of the Spirit, love was first. That wasn't a coincidence. It was because you have to start with love. If you don't have love, nothing else matters. In the same way, you think of the armor. You think of the shields and the swords and the helmets and, and the, the cuirasses. And yet, it is the humble belt that is first. That is like, if you don't have a belt... Nothing else is really going to matter. That's, that's surprising to me that of all of the pieces of armor, all the technology that Roman armor had, it is the humble belt that comes in first. And it says it's the belt of truth. 
So what is truth? In John chapter 17, the Bible tells us that the truth is the word of God, right? So are we all kind of on the same page? It's the belt of truth. The truth is the word of God. But now here's where it gets kind of confusing is because later on, and we'll get there, it says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this is interesting because it seems like the belt and the sword are the same thing. And I don't know about you guys, but I've never confused a belt and a sword. They don't work together. I'm never like, I can't find my belt. I'll just grab a sword. That'll be good enough, right? Maybe the other way, because you can hit people with a belt. So maybe it kind of works. But what's going on here? And I'll get more into this when we talk about the sword. But this, this word truth, the belt of truth, this is what it's talking about. It's talking about the understanding and accepting of God's word as truth. So it's this idea that not, you have to know what God's word says, you have to know what the truth is, and you have to accept it as truth. Now those are two separate things. I know a lot of people who know the Bible really well, but they do not live their lives like they believe it is true. They have the understanding, but they have not accepted it as truth. Now the sword and the belt are connected because where, where do you draw your sword from? Your belt, that's where it is held. Without your belt, you don't have access to the sword. So we'll get more into that, but for today you have to understand this part of the armor of God, the belt of truth, it's knowing the word of God and accepting it as truth. Allowing the word of God to be your source of truth in your life. That is the belt of the armor. It's first, and if you don't have it, it's like none of the other armor even matters. This is, this is so massive for us to, to know, and that's where when I tell you guys, read your Bibles. Don't read your Bibles so that you can check something off your list and say, I'm a good Christian, I did my thing. Understand that it is essential to this battle that you're in, that you are in a war and that you can't accept the word of God as truth if you don't know what the word of God is. That has to come first. It's the first piece of armor that is listed here. And most of you guys know truth is not always convenient when we let the word of God be our truth. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it says things that we don't want it to say. We wish it was different. But if we truly want to have the belt on our armor, we have to know the word of God, and it has to be our truth. So why is the belt so important? If you look at the armor of God, why would the belt be listed first? Why would that be the most essential part of it? I'm going to bring you to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. This is what it says. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. How many of you guys have heard that phrase before, gird your loins? It's a, little, it's a little weird, right? It's one of those phrases that you hear and you're like, eh, I don't like the way that sounds. It's a little, it's a little weird. But in, in this time, especially in Jewish culture, this was a, a word and a phrase that they would have known really well. And here's why. Jewish people and Romans as well, they basically, men wore robes that were really long, and it was basically the equivalent of a dress. That's kind of the style that men wore. I think it would have been comfortable. They didn't have pants. 
They just had robes that were really long. So what would happen is if they were in a battle, I don't know any of you guys who have tried to battle in a dress before, but it is not ideal for running. It's not ideal for being agile and moving around. And so they would have to gird their loins, which basically means you would take all of the material and you would pull it up and you'd basically tie it around each of your legs. So all of that excess material would be tied around your legs so you could run and fight. And that's basically in the Bible where it says, gird your loins, it basically says, get ready, something's coming. And so that's in Jewish culture, that's if you thought, oh, I might be in a battle, or this might get dicey, you would have to grab kind of your robe and you would tie it around your legs so that if, if push came to shove, you could move and you could, you could run and you could fight. This is kind of what a belt does, is it gets everything out of the way and holds it where it's supposed to be so you don't trip all over yourself. Do you guys ever feel like that's what life is like sometimes? It's like I'm trying. I'm running really hard, and I'm trying my best, and like I just keep tripping, and I keep get everything's in the way, and everything's sloppy and messy, and I can't get any momentum, and every time I think I'm going in the right direction, I fall over. The belt is this, it's the simplest, most humble piece of the armor, but it is essential because it holds everything where it's supposed to be. It keeps you from tripping up. It keeps things from getting in your way. And if you miss that, no matter how great your armor is, you are going to be in trouble. So I grew up in the 90s. Did anyone else grow up in the 90s? Yeah. The best generation, for sure. And I remember in the 90s, the NBA was everything. Like this was back, the NBA used to be more popular than the NFL when I was growing up. The NBA was huge. It was Michael Jordan and Muggsy Bugs and all of those amazing, the original Space Jam, the real one. And what I remember is in that decade, even the NBA players wore their shorts down to like here. You guys remember that? And I grew up with that. And so for me, my style was always, my shorts were like down here, even as an adult, because that's, you kind of just do what you grew up with. And I remember I started doing this sport a few years ago called CrossFit. And in CrossFit, you do a lot of squats where you have to go down like this and come up and jump. And you're always doing that. And I wore like my long shorts. And it was terrible because I had to constantly be trying to grab them and get them out of the way. And finally, I broke down and got shorts that went above my knee. And I felt terrible because we made fun of those people when I was a kid. We were like, short, short people. It's like, that was some 80s stuff. That was some 70s stuff. Like, we're cool. But I couldn't believe it. The difference and how I could move when I didn't have something constantly in the way and pulling that I had to be trying to get out of the way. This is the belt. And I know that that's a funny example, but to be real, doesn't, isn't that what life feels like sometimes? Like we just can't do what we need to do. There's something in the way. There's something tripping us up. There's all these annoyances getting in the way. And this is what is so important about the belt of truth, of having the word of God be our source of truth. Not looking over here for truth, not looking over there and, and trying to get a little bit from here, get a little bit from there, but know where our truth is. Know where we get it from, believe it, and have it be what guides our life. It gets all that stuff out of the way. We get so less tripped up. Everything is held together in our life. There's that source of things holding everything together. And as much as it's not exciting 
When you think of armor, you don't tend to not think of the belt. If you don't have it, you're in trouble because if you don't have the belt, things start falling off. This armor, the Roman armor, which was the most technologically advanced armor, it conquered the world, was designed specifically to all be worn together. And if you lost one piece of it, you were in trouble because they were all designed to fit in with each other. So the cuirass was designed for the, the shoulder part to actually fit into it, to where if you lost that, you now had really, really bad parts of you exposed to attack because they were made to fit together. So if, if you had like six pieces of armor and you lost one, you were not five-sixths as protected. You were in trouble because it was all designed to fit together. That's why the belt was so important is because it held it all together. And what happens is when we live our life and the word of God is not our source of truth and we're getting truth from over here, we're getting truth from over there, what happens is we're kind of like that pickup truck that didn't tie everything down really well. Have you ever been behind that pickup truck? And all of a sudden things start flying off to the side because the wind kind of comes and carries it away. That's what happens when we're not wearing that belt. Our things aren't held together, and we start to lose things. It's kind of like a guitar. And I say this because I didn't have the the greatest morning playing guitar. But there's six strings on a guitar. And and if one breaks, and this has happened to me before, you might think, well, your guitar is going to sound almost as good. It's only one out of the six strings that you that you missed. So it's going to sound five, six as good, but that's not how it works. Because every chord that you know is based on you having all six of those strings. And so if you lose one, none of your chords work quite right anymore. And this is, again, why the word of God is so important, is because we need it all. We need all the armor. We need to be held together. We cannot be tripping all over ourselves. And it's so funny because it doesn't matter how good you are with a sword, doesn't matter how good you are with a shield, doesn't matter how great your helmet is, if you don't have a belt on and you're losing armor left and right and you're tripping all over yourself, you are not going to win. And it's this idea of simply having the word of God be your source of truth, accepting it as truth. It doesn't sound exciting. It's pretty humble. But it is the biggest part of the armor of God. It doesn't matter all of the other pieces. If you can't get to that point, you are going to be in trouble. Because again, I will say this, if you don't have something holding you together, you are going to fall apart. That's how life works. And like I said, for most of us, if we're being honest, that's how life has felt. Is we get a little bit of momentum and then we trip. Or we start to hold on, we get a little good thing together, and things start to fall apart on us. And how great would it be if we had that source of truth holding everything together, keeping us secure, keeping us from tripping all over ourselves? And so today, I'm going to ask you to be honest with yourself How well are you being held together right now? How does life feel? Do you feel like that pickup truck that hasn't really tied everything down and things are kind of fluttering into the wind as you start to move? 
Or do you feel secure? Do you feel like, no, I, I, I have everything together and anything that matters to me is held tightly and I don't even have to worry about it because it's not me trying to hold it all together. I'm secured in that. And even a better question might be this, what have you been trying to use to hold everything together? What have you been trying to use as your truth? Is it just your opinion on what sounds good to you? Because on the surface, that sounds really good, of the things that I think sound right will be my truth, right? If, if it makes sense to me, if it's something I can receive easily, then that will be my truth. But I will tell you, that is not a good source of truth in your life. That's not something to rely on to hold everything together. And before we get to any of the other pieces of the armor, we have to know what our truth is. And it has to be the word of God. And it has to be something that you truly accept. So that starts with knowing the word of God, reading the word of God, and allowing it to be our belt. So if you guys will stand, I want to pray over you this morning. Lord, I thank you for your truth. I thank you that we do have something holding us together this morning. I thank you that we don't have to go out and try to, try to figure out the truth for ourselves, that your word has already provided it to us, Lord God. And I pray that for each person here, Lord, they are able to live life with everything held together, with it tied tight, Lord God, not, not losing important things in their life, not tripping all over themselves, Lord, but that they are secure that they know what their truth is, that it's your word, that we know it, that we accept it as the truth in our life, Lord God. Lord, I pray that for each of us, we truly understand and accept that we are in a battle. Lord, that if we love you, if we want to, to do work for your kingdom, the attacks will come, Lord God. And I pray that you protect us and you help us to wear the armor and to stand firm, Lord God. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen.